Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Yes, it is. Welcome. I am Katie Patrick, joined as always by David Fiorazzo. Oh, David, what you got there? Educated mug. Educated um, mug? Yeah. Where do you oh, get rid they, of those? There they are. Oh, support. I want to support the show. What do I have to do to support uh, the show? All you need to do is go to freedomproject.com slash store oh, to that, score. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. So if you hurry up, maybe you can, you know, bless score someone some with, a, with a lovely mug or other swag that's there, not only for Educated, but for all the shows we do here that's right. at Freedom yeah. Project. Now, it is the Christmas season, as we've been talking about. We are days away. We are counting down Advent here, and it's important that you protect not only your heels as we're hot on our heels with the Christmas season. It's a cold winter's night coming. So, hey, protect your feet. Get some cozy slippers, and you can do that by going to MyPillow to get them. That's right, MyPillow.com. Fill up that stocking with some new sheets, towels, pillows, slippers, a robe, dog beds, even some coffee. Right now, you can also save up to 66% simply by using the code EDUCATED. I did it. So go to MyPillow.com, use the code EDUCATED, to have a blessed Christmas season with some great gear. All right. Shocker. Uh -oh. Not really. A majority of underqualified students say that college is too hard. They don't want to study, but hey, they still expect that degree in exchange for the tuition, which they may not even pay if the Biden administration gets its way. David, what about these college kids? Okay, so the headline says 87% per, of students say college is too difficult, but they refuse to study more. No. Yeah, so while 87% of students said college is too difficult, the same percentage are studying less than 10 hours per week, a new study found. And I'm thinking, wow, what a messed up, I mean, what happened to the work ethic? And um, anyway, intelligent.com regularly surveys college students and they gather data or data from 1,000 respondents, all of whom attend four-year colleges, and the vast majority, 87%, say they have felt at least one of their college classes was too challenging and should have been made easier by the professor. So what are they saying? So don't study more. <sighs> Here's you've the got, Just yeah. the professors, you make it easier. Of the classes you've taken in college, how many have you felt were too challenging and should have been made easier by the professor? And I mean, 21% of them, one in five, say one class, but then over half the people, 54%, said a few of their a few classes. classes. Yeah. I like... All two percent of them said all, all of my classes. It's just too hard. I just can't do it. So I needed. They need to make it easier. Not that I have to study more, but they need to make yeah, it easier. Even for even me. the class on typewriter oh. maintenance. That was that was too hard. Way too hard. <laughs> way too difficult. Did you have any very very challenging? By the way, I just dated myself, didn't I? Yeah, typewriter yeah. maintenance. Typewriter, Everyone's going. It? If you're under forty, you're saying typewriter. Huh? Let's see, what class did I have that was so, too challenging? Let's look mm. at some of those other stats, though. It, wasn't there another way? There we go. Look at that. In what subjects were 
the classes that you felt were too challenging and should have been made easier? Well, 46% math well of course this says everything that math and science are the most challenging classes and the easy peasy lemon squeezy classes are going to be all of your humanities because that's the thing it's the humanities professors who have made the classes woke, so woke 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 yeah. awake all you have to do is be awake <laughs> for their classes and yeah. you can sleep through them <laughs> but you can you be awake there. for them you, you could literally just sleep through them yep. and as long as you know what the answers are pending the professor's fee wings, then you'll get that A. But hopefully we're still seeing in the math and sciences area that you have to know something. But of course we do know that math is racist and we don't know what a woman is, so science can't help us either. Okay, what's so woke, woke, who's there? No uh, college students. Uh, on average, <laughs> what's the next question, Katie? On average, how much time do you spend studying or doing homework for classes each week? This is sad in my opinion, because if you are a full-time college student, you are supposed to be a full-time college student. <laughs> exactly. And the majority, when you look at, and you add them up, 31 and 36, you got 67%. Two out of three are doing one to 10 hours. The fact that you have 3% doing less than an even hour, even one hour, but overall, they're doing less than 10 hours of studying in a week for their full-time job of being a college student. So the simple fact that they're saying any of this is challenging is all on them not wanting to do the work. Exactly, six to 10 hours a week of studying. And that was, that was the majority, right? Six yeah, to 10 six hours? six to 10 so is I'm the thinking, majority. Wow. But when you add it up, you got two thirds of them are doing 10 or less overall. Times which have is just, changed. I mean, when we were, I'm okay. I'm not going to speak for you because you probably studied twice as much as me. Or but, I was just twice as smart and didn't. Yeah, need you to. were twice as smart. So you studied half the time I did. But I would think, you know, I mean, six hours a day um, would have been appropriate for some of the class. And now they're going, okay, oh, six to 10 hours a week. So that's changed. What else do we have? Well, here's the deal um, you don't need to study anymore, David, because <laughs> you, they, can they, you can just cheat. Is the following statement true or false? And the statement is, I have cheated in college in order to get a better grade. 31% are saying, yep, that's true. That's true. I've, I've done it. 69% say that's false. Liars. Now, I'm yeah, kidding. We'll, I'm kidding. we'll see. And then the I have asked a professor to change my grade, 28%. And as I've had the experience of when I was in grad school, I've had students come to me, yep, 28% to change their grade. Did I? I did not, but did the higher-ups? You betcha, because when a mom calls on behalf of their college daughter, I've told this story before, uh, to change a grade, I'm like, are you kidding me? She did not show up to class. She earned the grade she got. No, no, no. We can't have that at a public university. But anyway, that's my two cents. Well, David, can, what can do you have to I say? Want, I just want to mention Stanley Kurtz. Uh, he's a former professor, longtime educational and cultural commentator. And he said that the decline of educational standards goes back decades. He said, quote, these results say we're near the bottom of a slope. We began to roll down in the 60s. And I think that that's about right. In the yep. 60s, he mentions Accurate. coddling of students, reduced expectations, um, and that affects people when they get out in the workforce. And so, yeah, it's part of the picture. Thank you, Stanley Kurtz. But still to come, 
staying on the college campus. A new study finds a majority of students feel intimidated when it comes to sharing their thoughts in class. And we're gonna talk about that next. You might be surprised. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say there's no shock here. The William F. Buckley Jr. Program's eighth annual survey revealed that students are intimidated against sharing their opinions in the college classroom. <gasps> That's my shocked face. Aww. The Buckley Program is an intellectual diversity and free speech group that's based out of Yale University. Now, of the students who were surveyed, 58%, which is a record high, reported feeling intimidated in sharing an opinion that was different than a professor's. Just think about that for a moment. That means that every professor who's standing on their little bully or behind their bully pulpit, 58% of students are afraid to disagree with whatever comes out of that professor's mouth. How much power does that professor now have over those students? Wow. So this is an 8% increase from last year. So that would have been, let's do the math, 50%. Last year was 50-50, one and two. <sighs> now it's 58% who are like, I'm afraid to say anything. Now the number reporting uh, never have had this issue actually fell to a record low of 38%. So only 38% are like, yeah, I can say what I want. I, never I, don't, I don't have a problem with it, yeah. right? And that, so we're going in the opposite directions here, people. Now a higher uh, percent, 63% had reported feeling intimidated in sharing opinions different than their peers. Interesting that, you know, uh, peer pressure, it, it's real. And it was also a record high in a jump of 13% from the 2021 survey. And this is according to the results of the national survey that uh, took a look at more than 800 college students. Now the Buckley program spokesperson, Ari Schaefer said that students know the effects of cancel culture. One wrong comment, one tweet supporting the wrong person or a joke could end your college experience. I, metaphorically but also probably this is true. awful yeah as he said it may seem like a tautology but if you aren't free to say whatever you want or to not say whatever you want for that matter your speech isn't free requirements to state pronouns or subscribe to diversity statements <clears throat> should be of particular concern to professors or other faculty who care about academic freedom on the university campus but there are fewer and fewer professors who seem to care about any of that nonsense these days Wow, we social media has helped this uh, cause this, I should say, because people are so. First of all, I understand people want to be liked. You want to have friends. You don't want to offend people. I understand that. But we've gone so far overboard to the fact that we're walking on eggshells. Maybe I do understand if you're a Christian or conservative or Republican in a college classroom. Maybe I understand that you don't want to share your political beliefs or whatever, you'll get whatever, you know, really, really intimidated by your professor. But your friends, your peers, really, has it come to that where you don't even want them to know your ideas? Because that was in the question, ideas, opinions, and beliefs. So I have this idea. You don't, don't even want no idea. Just shut it down. 63% said often. Well, and David, a lot of this has to go with the fact that, like you said, social media, we live in wow. a you fantasy world and online world we don't live necessarily in the real world so like we are so uncomfortable intimidated by being in the same physical space with someone else 
I can't say anything to you here online is where my life exists. So I'm too intimidated in person to say something because, yeah. ugh. but in online, I know I can't say anything either because that's also where you get canceled. So it's like students don't know how to live and be real human beings wow. in a classroom anymore and interact with one another. It's really frightening, but Hey, I got some more results, which are also frightening. 67%, again, two and three, two out of every three, believe that their college or university should require all professors and administrators to make statements in favor of go. diversity, equity, and inclusion. We should start or it. We should come up with a song. inclusion, and equity, die. D-E-I. Uh, half of the students believe that America is inextricably linked to white supremacy. <gasps> and Gasp. 42% think that America is moving forward oh boy anyway and a greater uh percentage of students 33 percent would prefer to live under a socialist system there you have than it. a capitalist one wow well 33 30 that's that's interesting wow. and if you talk about voting and supporting democrat socialist candidates we saw what happened which was fascinating however many years ago when Bernie Sanders ran against Hillary Clinton oh. and they were that was a close um election no well, it was the for the uh, nomination for Democrat but 60 some percent of college kids voted for the Democrat socialist uh, comrade Sanders for those of you who don't know Bernard anyway coming <laughs> up we have a new campus guide that is telling students and faculty what words they should avoid saying on campus because you know canceled I can't wait to go through that list. Stay with us. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. You know what, maybe 67%, as we talked about in the last segment, of college students should move out west to the land of the Utah <laughs> so they can attend the University of Utah, That's where right. the leaders of the university just published their inclusive style guide for their students, faculty, and staff to follow. Now, this was technically introduced over the summer, but with more than 40 suggestions of how to avoid terminology that's deemed inappropriate or offensive um it's taken a lot longer oh, to get through than we thought it would gosh. so that's why we're talking about it now it just took forever to, I mean, to go they, through they, them they've got a good football team just just leave it alone i mean this did, stuff did you say 40 suggestions 40 suggestions on how to avoid terminology why? deemed inappropriate uh, or offensive now the guide aims to help make the university of utah a welcoming uh, inclusive well, welcoming and anti-racist environment well they even put the word environment in there good job it includes several different sections including ones that are dedicated clearly to gender to race to socioeconomics to disabilities and to the lgbtq community did we did we tick all the boxes i'm not sure if we had all of them but that's most of them now as their website says the ways in which we communicate with each other should always seek to honor the humanity of each person who crosses paths with our institution, where no perspective is 
more worthy than another. Yeah, no one, no one perspective is more worthy than another, except this college campus where you're supposed to actually think and um, delineate what is good and right and truth. Truth need not apply. False, but apparently not. <laughs> In the content that we create, we have a responsibility to use language and images that are respectful to people of all cultures, backgrounds, identities, and experiences. Really? All of them? All of them? Okay. Now, the University of Utah journalism professor Kim Magnan said good things about this little guy they came up with because we want nothing more than our future journalists to be equitable. Uh, such guides, as Kim said, are particularly important for journalism students and professional communicators who strive to do accurate and fair reporting. Am I a professional educator? Uh, what am I a professional? What does it say? Prof <laughs> yeah, just professional communicator. That's it. Am I that? Am I following what the Utah guide says? Let's let's get some examples of, yes. of what this Utah guide really says. Now, here's the deal. You could say some things. Closeted? Or you could say some other things. I don't think I've ever heard someone so say So instead closeted. of saying that someone is closeted, <laughs> meaning they're like gay, but they haven't come out of the closet. They haven't told anybody. They haven't told any so instead of saying closeted, say not out. Mm, okay. okay. Instead of saying they're openly gay, say they're out. Instead of, hey, saying it's the gay community, say it's the LGBTQIA+. <laughs> ampersand exclamation point carry the one community all right right on don't say homosexual say gay or lesbian don't say sexual preference say sexual orientation because i you know interesting though i can see how they're saying don't say sexual preference because that would say it's a choice oh no this is who i am David. it's a choice my body my choice i prefer to be this sexual orientation i see that a transvestite is a cross-dresser, not a transvestite. There we go. Sex reassignment surgery. There is no such thing. So they've got to make it into gender affirming surgery. And of course, biological male, female. You don't, you don't have to say bi biological male or female. Just say assigned male, female at birth. Well, so what if I identify? You remove God from the picture yes, completely. Yes, yes. What if I identify as there not being a birth? You know, um, it wasn't at birth because there is no such thing as a birth because i don't identify as as being having birthed. been born yeah. yes so then what do we do david now clearly the last two are the most dangerous and, and put that back up here with the sex reassignment surgery is at least a little bit more honest than the gender affirming surgery you see how pleasant gender mm. affirming Ooh, gender positive who doesn't want to be affirming i want to be affirmed yeah Sex reassignment. That means you are trying. You are you are putting at your body parts, biological body parts, and they are doing things. Are reassigning, meaning they weren't assigned properly in the first place, except they were. Oh gosh! But they can't handle the truth. Now, in getting away from the gender stuff, let's talk about the race section because in the section they talk about race, All they right. said that when using color to appropriately describe a race capitalize the words for example when using black white and brown as well as to capitalize the words indigenous avoid using colorblind or don't see color because it dismisses a serious social justice issue society treats people differently based on their race or ethnicity no no little utah guide you're just putting that out there as if that's what people do but you are just projecting projecting yeah. on what individuals Yes. Do. 
This is what those people do. Oh, University of Utah. Anyway. The Utes. The U. <laughs> what's oh, a Ute? What's a Ute? Eh? Now, these, now these, I'm getting these, two Utes, these two Utes. These two Utes. <laughs> what's a Ute? Remember that? That movie? What was it? My cousin. Sorry. Uh, I digress. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Uh, we have more important things to talk about. Like our top five Babylon Bee headlines, yes. which are coming up. And obviously, that's always the most fun part of our week here at the Educated Show. So, hey, make sure you're staying right there. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, Katie was right. This is our favorite segment, I think. Uh, before we wrap this show up, we've got to look at everyone's favorite satire site, the Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. We've scoured millions. No, but, but we did pick our favorite headlines of the week, and we will now decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. Let's start with... Brittany Griner flees back to Russia in terror after seeing American flag. Next, president informs nation he's doing great job. <laughs> Next, disinformation down 92% as New York Times writers go on strike. Next, Harry and Meghan announce Netflix special about how much they want privacy. And finally, fun new Antifa on the shelf doll Burns down different part of your house every night. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. That's Katie? a good one. Okay. I, I despise Elf on the Shelf. Sorry, not sorry. I, I refuse to do it. One, I'm cheap. I'm not going to buy the thing. I'm parsimonious, right? I don't do that. Two, I am not moving that thing every night like they say. No, no. I reserve my creativity for other areas of my life, like being with all of you. But I do like the uh, Griner headline because, as the joke is, I did read, this was the first time anyone paid attention to a WNBA trade. It's the first time it made headlines. Oh, that's good. That was good. I was like, that's oh, good. why didn't I come up with that? But Babylon B, you still did a great job. Yeah. I do pick that one. Okay. I, think? I Well, I have to go by the one I laughed out loud at when and that was the elf on the shelf, the, Antifa, <laughs> so the BLM Antifa burning down the... <laughs> A different part of your house every night. But I will say that the Brittany Griner one, um, think about a typical person coming back to America after they were lost or imprisoned or whatever, they're back. Think about the typical, the typical reception would be waving American flags when she lands, but that's offensive to her. She has gone on record saying, I refuse to stand for the national anthem. She's a BLM supporter, right? So it's interesting. And th those two are kind of intertwined. The Elf on the it's Shelf, all the Antifa, together. and the BLM, Brittany Griner. But anyway, that's going to wrap up our top headlines of the week. More satire to come next time, Katie. <sighs> Such goodness, I tell you.
Well, hey, <laughs> if you are a fan of this show, and again, if you are making it to the end of these shows, yeah. I think you can deem yourself a fan. If and you're if still like, here, if you're still you're here, if you're listening punishment. and seeing us or just listening on the uh, audio podcast version, yes. if you're still here, thank you, first off. But also, <laughs> hey, could you do us a little uh, favor and maybe like, comment, share this if you're obviously watching or listening here on social media unless you're worried about what everybody thinks then you would dare share this be brave be bold be you that should be a its own t-shirt anyway don't forget if you need a t-shirt more importantly if you need a pillow uh take advantage of our 66 percent off deal at my pillow it's the holiday season known as christmas simply go to mypillow.com and use the code educated to save yourself a whole lots of money it could be a new pair of giza sheets for you this christmas season now for david and myself Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.